Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Go! On SB Nation Radio. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're you a bad banana with a... That it was 50 years ago, 50 years, that the Grinch first aired on TV? That's a true story. I didn't know it until I heard about it this week. But first aired on December 18th. 1966, and that was not only in Whoville, but across the entire country, and it was the most expensive animated film made by CBS, at least up until then it was. And Goose, that was a long time ago, so I'm going to test you here. You remember what you were doing then? You know, very definitely. I was taking driver's training, actually awaiting my chance to drive that candy apple red Mustang sitting in our driveway. Wow, nice. Good thing you weren't kicking Max the dog. Hey, Ron, how about you? Uh, you remember what you were doing 50 years ago? Yeah, I was waiting for somebody to change my diapers. Uh, oh, <laughs> I maybe you were covering the Patriots. That's what I thought you were <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Me and Red Grange. Actually, yeah. I was in high school trying to figure out why the Patriots and Red Sox could never win and what I was going to do with my life when I grew up. Now, with the exception of the Patriots and the Red Sox, I'm still doing the same thing 50 years <laughs> later. Yeah, and then next summer came, what, the impossible dream, Ron, right? Since exactly right. Well, well, I was in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. It's a Marine Corps base. My dad was in the Marines. Uh, wondering why the Colts, that would be the Baltimore Colts, not Indianapolis, Baltimore Colts, and not the Packers, were in the league championship game. That is when I wasn't, Ron, cogitating and transcendental meditating. It's a Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Oh, that fit right into Camp Lejeune. <laughs> that did, yeah. It was band music. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the, the Grinch may have first aired then, but uh, you know what? He's, he's never, ever, ever far from the NFL this time of year. And he struck again this month, went first, uh, Jeff Fisher, and then uh, Gus Bradley. Each got canned, and let's be honest, guys, we don't need a Grinch to understand why. I mean, look what happened. You can sum up the performances of their teams this season in, what, three words. words. Stink, stank, stunk. <laughs> you know, guys, in both cases, you could see it coming. You know, Bradley won only 14 games in three-plus seasons. Fisher lost more games than any coach in NFL history. This league is all about winning, and there's no patience for losing. And, and I tend to agree with Fisher that the Rams used him. He was an L.A. guy, a Southern Cal guy, and the franchise used him to smooth the first-year transition from St. Louis to L.A. I doubt there was ever an intention to have him coach the second season. Well, if he went 9-7, and seven, they'd be happy to keep him. But when you go... With know, that team? 7-90, hey, that's a good Stank. <laughs> Stunk. Ron, yeah, I'd exactly. like to be used at that price, wouldn't you? Would well, you yeah, exactly. Where do million, I sign up? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can hose me for good. But to me, the, the Jacksonville firing, uh, although more than justified, it just smelled a little bit like a knee-jerk reaction to one too many bad losses. You know, Shaka Khan there, the owner, who I always just thought was a great singer too, but maybe it's a different Khan. Uh, you know, he, he couldn't wait until Monday. He couldn't let the man fly back home as the coach and then call him in the office. I mean, you got to have an airborne funeral. For Gus Bradley, I mean, uh, how about a little Christmas dignity, you know, a little common decency? 
he, he did he have to go without question, but he didn't have to go in the locker room. Yeah. After the game. Terrible. Plus, Ron, what are you going to accomplish with two games? I mean, you know, why don't you just wait two weeks? Yeah, well, if you buy into their theory of we want to get a jump on it, you also have to buy into the theory that you know what the hell they're doing, which is pretty obvious they didn't because the last time they hired Gus Bradley. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would hired Omar Bradley. had a much better shot. Well, we're not going to fire anyone on this. Our Christmas edition, as I mentioned, the Talk of Fame Network, uh, coming to you from the Renai studio, but hopefully we are going to fire up our guests and the envelope, please. Thank you, Derek. We have 2017 Hall of Fame semifinalist Alan Fanica on here. He's an eight-time All-Pro and finalist for Canton this year in his second year of eligibility. Uh, he was a uh, Canton finalist last year as well. He's a, he was a terrific player, and I think he's going to get in sooner or later. We also have Hall of Fame running back Lenny Moore to recall the greatest game ever played. That would be the 58 championship game between the Colts and Giants. Ron, that would be the Baltimore Colts. Exactly right. What a great back. One of the oh, great runners, Lenny Moore. Terrific. Um, and we have former coach and monthly visitor, Jim Fossil, who's the father of the Rams' latest head coach, John Fossil, to weigh in on firings and MVP candidates. But uh, I want to get back to the Grinch because it seems like he's everywhere this month. Um, I think sort of as predictable in December, Ron, as those division titles in your backyard. Oh, I mean, what is it now? Like eight straight? Something like that? What is it, eight straight? It is eight straight with thanks to Woody Johnson's Jets, Stephen Ross's Dolphins, and any place Rex Ryan's coaching. Yeah, thanks for giving Tom Brady the credit there, Ron. <laughs> Stink. Stank. Stank. Stunk. Stunk. Well, it's amazing, Ron. And I'll tell you what else is amazing, um, Ron. That, that's the thought of your Raiders fast-forwarding their move to Las Vegas. Now, I, I know... Rated music with showgirls. Wow. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) the possibilities. Bet you can. You're in Las Vegas every other month, aren't you? I can. There they are. Oh, God, listen to that. Oh, you're missing another Raider ads, Ron. But Mark Davis said that even if they move, he plans to have the Raiders continue playing in Oakland for 2017 and 18. But, uh, Ron, I mean, for someone who covered this team for as long as you did in the late 70s, early 80s, that seems pretty depressing. I mean, um, I don't know. It seems like sort of... Cindy Lou Who waking up on Christmas morning to an empty living room, something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're right, Clark. I mean, because uh, to me, they'll always be the Oakland Raiders, and I think anybody who, uh, you know, came to football in those uh, years of the '70s and, and '80s when the Raiders were dominant uh, will think that way. Even you know, even when they were in LA and winning championships, most people still thought of them as the Oakland Raiders. So I can't think of a team or a town that were sort of more perfectly matched than those two. But the fact is, the stadium deal's no good. The city's broke, uh, and they and they can't deliver on the stadium promises without a private equity partner. Meanwhile, he can go to Vegas, and that fits the Raiders too. Wild, yeah. out all night, always gambling. Hey, there's Ken Stabler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Goose, uh, to follow up on that, I mean, I know Ronnie Lott, former um, uh, 49ers and at the end of his career Raiders defensive back, has been working to keep the team in Oakland. But after last week's owners' meetings in Dallas, Goose. Really sure sounds like really all that's missing here is the uh, Mayflowers that Mayflower Vans that moved the Colts 33 years ago. It seems like it's almost done, a done deal. Yeah, I think it's a California issue. And the bottom line, I don't think either Oakland or San Diego is going to spend a taxpayer dime to build a new stadium. So there's probably a slightly better chance San Diego stays, but I don't see it. You know, those two cities have been down this road before so many times, and they continue to play in the oldest, worst stadiums in the NFL. Yeah, right. The only escape, I believe, is to move, and they will. The owners will follow the money trail to Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Well, Ron, if this is a uh, requiem for a heavyweight, when you think of Oakland and the greatness that was or maybe well, is today, the Raiders, 
What comes to mind? Well, two things, fighting and fun. Uh, you know, uh, as you fellas and our listeners from Walpole to Walla Walla who heard Phil Val- Villapiano last week talking about tackling Franco Harris's statue and going over the over the rails on top of the dinosaur at the airport in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, that's who they were. They were wild, crazy, hard-nosed guys, but most of all they were fun guys. Uh, they played to win and they were serious about it. I think a lot of people sometimes uh, confuse the two and didn't realize that, but there was a joy about them that I don't find in, in a lot of teams they loved being Raiders they loved the image that Al Davis created uh, they even loved the media you know uh, they won a what? lot yeah I know you know and, and they won a lot but there wasn't this joyless sort of face that you see now accompanying NFL teams yeah, these right. days you know they wouldn't have just jumped into that Salvation Army pot uh, like Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott did they would have jumped in there and smoked some pot I mean <laughs> you know that's the Raiders hey Ron what do you Phil Villapiano would have about uh, moving to Vegas. Loved it. <laughs> he loved Olga, but he would love it. Yeah, he would um, love it. Goose, you like the sound of the Vegas Raiders? You on board with this? Yeah, I think um, I think it was going to be a race. Pro sports has been waiting for a franchise, any franchise, to move to Las Vegas. You know, no one wanted to be the first to place their stake in the nation's gambling capital. The NHL finally took that step, and I think the NFL and the NBA will soon follow. I mean, it's it's natural. That's the entertainment capital, as far as I'm concerned. Well, Ronnie, if and when they are gone, mm-hmm. what are you going to miss most about Oakland? I mean, certainly not the stadium, but there's got to be something else, right? Yeah, just the the aura of of uh, of what Oakland was, a working-class town that always felt like second-class citizens, you know, in the shadow of San Francisco, and you had right. the Raiders and AFL team who many people wanted to try to keep in the shadows of the NFL, and they refused to do it. You know, Al Davis always used to say, yeah, uh, uh, I'd rather be feared than respected. And if you walked through the parking lot uh, on your way into the Oakland Coliseum with the intention of playing football, you had some fear in your heart because you knew what was coming. That's correct. A lot of black T-shirts always got out of their way. <laughs> yeah, you must have loved walking through there, Clark. I bet you no. just loved it. The <laughs> guy really. with the spiked hat had the spiked yeah. helmets and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, listen, guys, we're not moving. Um, we're going to stay right here when we return. We'll see what you, yes, Ron and Rick, have under the tree for those NFL teams, players, staff, whatever, who are in need. And the line forms behind me, fellas, now. Right here, you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope, my Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Centrum Silver, with daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more, so nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver, for all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. 
SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to SOS-USA.org. Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? GEICO Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin and so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Hey, Hall of Fame voter Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I mean, you should have called 15 minutes ago to get yourself rich. Smart man. Listen to Ron. Go there. Go to Geico.com. You know what? Should have gone 15 minutes ago. So go. Well, this week, guys, I don't know if you saw this. They announced the 2016 inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, uh, as I said, I, I don't know if you, you saw it. I, I saw the list earlier today. Uh, it includes Joan Baez. Yes. Pearl Jam. Journey. ELO, as in Electric Light Orchestra. Tupac Shakur. And Nile Rogers. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. When I think rock and roll, you know what I think of? Joan Baez and Tupac Shakur. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Todd Rundgren, Zombies, Jethro Tullard. I, I, Ron, I, I'm sorry. I do not get this. I just had to get this out of the way. I do not get this. I mean, putting putting them in the Hall of Fame is like uh, putting Colin Kaepernick and Bobby Douglas in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you know what? Leaving Tom Brady and, yeah, you out. Well, uh, you know what, Gluck? I sort of have always seen myself as kind of the Tupac of sports writers. <laughs> I bet you And have. I always see Bradley as the Joan Baez of quarterbacks, uh, <laughs> which reminds me, as Tupac once rapped. You know, my mama used to tell me that you can't find something to live for. You best let find something to die for. That's right, was, brother. Strikes me as Tupac a good or life Joe philosophy. Baez, huh? <laughs> Joe Baez. Yeah. Joe Baez has probably listened to a lot of Tupac. <laughs> Goose, how about hey, you? Brad, you like this? Well, Bob Seeger is already oh. enshrined in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so we're good. 
<laughs> one track no, you're, not, <laughs> you're not good with me I, I just don't get it yeah let's let's put hey clock um, can i ask you one rock and roll question before we leave yeah yeah is my great and good friend fat joe in the rock and roll hall of fame yet fat joe the great oh, rapper oh, fat oh. Joe. He's a pal of mine, Fat Joe. Jeez, you don't know him. <laughs> Scared the hell out of my wife one time. We were in Florida at something, and he was playing after something I was doing, and he yelled out various things to me, and my wife almost died. <laughs> you know no. that guy? Well, yeah. Fat in Joe. answer to the question, uh, no, he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I'll tell you something. If Joan Baez can get in, maybe he's got a shot. Um, listen, here's hoping at least the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which we vote on, is uh, more on target when its list of 2017 nominees in, is made in goose. Is that uh, January 3rd it comes out? Yes, sir. Well, uh, just a hunch. I expect we're going to find Kurt Warner on there because he's been a finalist the past two years and a top 10 finisher the past two years as well of his eligibility. Um, he was a terrific quarterback, but he is not, no, not on the list of candidates on Goose's current poll and our current poll running on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. It's running there this week. And talk about a way to finish the year, Goose. Wow. You have the greatest quarterback ever. Talk about a tough choice. He gets. Yeah, I just brought it down to six. And there's no wrong answer, no wrong choice. You know, they cover greatness from several eras. The all-decade quarterbacks from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 80s, and 2000s. Sammy Baugh. Otto Graham, Johnny Yu, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Manning holds all the records. Brady's the winningest quarterback ever. United invented the two-minute drill. Graham played 10 seasons with the 10 title games. I take any one of those guys as my six. But Unitas will always be my guy until someone comes along with another set of black high tops. I, I tend to agree with you, Gooseman, because uh, and, and you're right. Look, any one of these guys on your list, and we could come up with another half a dozen guys is not on the list. And if we got any of them, we'd have a pretty good franchise. But I always start with United Stew because he not only made the plays, he called the plays, and he took hits that would have made Cam Newton throw footballs at opponents all night long. <laughs> I mean, you know. And then there's Joe Montana. It was the only perfect Super Bowl quarterback I know of, and the great Otto Graham, who, by the way, was in fact uh, not Tom Brady. Otto Graham, who was the winningest quarterback of all time 84.4 percent of his games can't beat that so you can't lose with any of those guys including the Joan Baez of quarterbacks Clark (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you too I'm not taking Joan Baez I'm not taking Tupac Shakur I'm taking John Unitas as well Uh, it's tough to argue especially since I I grew up a diehard Colts fan but um, he changed the position and he changed the game and Ron speaking about changing the game because it's Christmas week Yes. Because we have games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That'd be a good idea to see what we can do to cheer up some of those teams or players, coaches, officials, you name it, uh, that need some cheering up this season. You hear that, guys? You hear that? You know what yes. it means? Butler, bro? Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. Well, Clarence isn't here. Pass out presents, and neither is George Bailey. Uh, The angels aren't either, but Ron and Rick are. And they're going to give us what they have to give some NFL teams or players some Christmas cheer. So let's start, guys. Oh, that was very nice. Thank you, Derek. With the Cleveland Browns. What do you want to give them this Christmas? Goose at me. Who are you going to give them? A franchise quarterback with the first pick of the draft, a Peyton Manning-type quarterback, not a Tim Couch-type quarterback until the Browns get a quarterback. Hugh Jackson doesn't have a chance. No coach there does. 
The Gooseman is correct as always. A quarterback who knows how to throw a pass forward and make headlines in the sports page, not the front page. Ouch. Next in line, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Goose? At the risk of sounding redundant, a franchise quarterback with a second pick of the draft, a John Elway type, not an Alex Smith type. Until the 49ers get a quarterback, Chip Kelly doesn't have a chance. No coach there does. How about something simpler than that, Gooseman? A national anthem even Colin Kaepernick would stand up for. (laughs) (laughs) You think he'd stand up for that? I like it. Stand-up guy. Good, Ron. Um, Oh, wait a minute. I I recognize this guy. It's friend of the show, Jeff Fisher. What does he get? A seat on ESPN's pregame show. It's been a long time since he was consequential as a coach, and he's 59 next year. The trend in today's NFL is to hire youth, so look forward to seeing Jeff on television next year, not on a sideline. I would say for the man who has everything but a job, a fishing trip to Curacao. Wow. Is that Curacao? <laughs> My dad used to be there. <laughs> really? What was he doing yeah. there? Fishing? Took, yeah, no, he went with the U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah, took some guys down there. Um, okay, wait a minute. I think I recognize this guy, although you guys might not. Uh, it's Mike McCoy, coach of the San Diego. Uh, Ron, or is that L.A. Chargers? Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you have something for him, Goose? Yes, sir. A copy of Jeff Fisher's script. McCoy may be the guy who moves the team to L.A. in 2017, but he won't be the guy coaching the Chargers in 2018. Rent, Mike. Don't buy. I would say uh, the Google Maps app, but with no directions to L.A. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. I like this. Oh, so the angels. Let's keep this line moving. There are others who've been waiting, like this guy right here. McCoy, it's, it's Marvin Lewis. What do you got for him, Goose? Divisional realignment. I believe the Bengals should have been placed all along in the AFC South where they could compete with their geographical rival, Indianapolis. It's been too taxing for the Bengals to play annual Super Bowl contenders Baltimore and Pittsburgh twice a year. So give Marvin a Merry Christmas by moving Tennessee into the North and Cincinnati into the South. I would give Marvin a gift-wrapped playoff loss because it's better to lose in the playoffs than to have someone tell you to get lost before the playoffs. Hey, I got one guy here who's pushing for the front here. Tony, go ahead. Goose is one of your favorites, Tony Romo. What is you going to give him? A trade to a contender. He's 37 next season and deserves the last chance to win a Super Bowl. He'll never get that chance in Dallas with Dak Prescott now running the offense. I would think Denver or Houston would be the preferred landing spot for a Merry Christmas for Tony Romo. Good gift, but I have a nice box for him here, and it's filled with body armor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, we're going to commercial. That's right. We have to pay for those presents. Up next, Hall of Fame semifinalist Alan Fanica. Can't wait to see what he wants for Christmas. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope. My Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Okay, here we go. Centrum Silver. With daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more. So nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver. For all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Let's talk about power. To illustrate this, allow me to tell you a story about how I moved a tow truck 25 miles using only my index finger. I was stranded with a flat tire. I opened the GEICO app. Then, with a few taps of my finger, I beckoned emergency roadside assistance and a tow truck to my car. 
I invite you all to unleash the full potential of your fingertips with the Geico app. Thank you. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, which just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our first guest is one of 26 semifinalists for the Hall of Fame's Class of 2017. No surprise there. Guard Alan Fanica, whom we pushed on this show and our website, Talk of Fame Network, last week, not only made the list a year ago in his first year of eligibility, but he was a finalist, too, and here's why. He was a nine-time Pro Bowl choice, an eight-time All-Pro, a Super Bowl champion, an all-decade selection, and a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers' all-time team. Hey, Alan, thanks for joining us. We missing anything there? <laughs> uh, that sounds pretty good to me if you did miss something. It's a good lead in. <laughs> it sounds pretty good to us, too. Listen, I mentioned that you're up for the Hall again, and I don't think I'm exactly going out on a limb by saying we expect you to be among the finalists for 2017 and an eventual Hall of Fame choice. How significant is that to you, and, and do you spend much time thinking about the Hall and when or where you might get in? You know, I, I, I don't I don't think about it much. Um, but you know, uh, you know, people always like to bring it up, and it, it's hard not to think about it because it, it's such a, uh, an amazing uh, feat and accomplishment. You know, anytime you just uh, are in the conversation, it you know, it, it it's, makes me awestruck. It's it's hard to think that uh, you're even considered in that class of of guys. You know, your your heroes, the, the guys that you grew up watching play, and. Uh, uh, and idolized, and, and here you are, you're being mentioned with those guys. Alan, it took Randall McDaniel three years to get enshrined in Canton, Will Shields four years, Russ Grimm 14, and Jerry Kramer, who was picked as the greatest guard the game's first 50 years, it is, it is in his 43rd year of eligibility, and he's still waiting. And those four guards were all decade selections. So what are the voters missing that makes this reluctant to enshrine them? You know, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I think uh, through the years there's there's just uh, uh, bias towards certain positions, and, and guard happens to be one of them. Um, you know, I've always uh, given all my buddies that played tackle a hard time. I played uh, I played left tackle for pretty much most of one of my years there, 
And uh, I, uh, man, it was the, the, the freshest I felt, the easiest I felt. I thought I was cheating, uh, getting paid to, to play there because it was so easy and uh, so much uh, uh, less contact and uh, uh, just a, a lot easier of a game, I felt, compared to playing in on the inside. Um, so I, I always give my tackle buddies uh, a little ribbon on that one. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, and uh, it's, it's all about perception. We always like a little inside uh, information on anybody that we we talk to here as our guest, Alan. And uh, I know that you were called uh, the beast in college at LSU. Uh, I'm wondering exactly how that sort of came about. Were you uh, uh, bigger than everybody else or just carrying loads for everybody else? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how it exactly came about. You know, I think uh, uh, I played with a little bit of an attitude, a little bit of nastiness, and it's funny to to, to hear coaches that I never had a, a, a player-coach relationship with, but I, I've heard that mentioned back to me several times. I remember when you came out, you know, you were, uh, you know, this nasty, mean streak, uh, you know, just on and on, just all basically saying the same thing. And, it, and it's funny, you know, because you don't really know about it uh, until it's you know 15 years removed, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, well, that was everybody's perception uh, of you. We're speaking with Hall of Fame semifinalist and the Beast, Alan Fanica, on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at Talk of Fame Net. And Alan, I want to go back to what you said earlier about tackle versus guard. Um, what is it about a guard that that you appreciate? I mean, what's the measure of a good guard? What qualities are you looking for? And then secondly. Whom would you choose as an example of how that position should be played? Well, you know, I think uh, a, a common uh, misconception is is that the center makes all the calls. And, and generally, uh, on most teams, it, it's probably a little mixture of the center and the guard. So you've got gotta, to gotta have a guy in there that's uh, quick on his feet, thinking wise, and is able to uh, uh, help out in making those calls. Um, second you got to have a guy that, that's physical and uh, at the point of attack. Uh, there's, there's, there's no uh, passive aggression on the inside in there. Um, and, uh, you know, I think third thing is, uh, you know, to, to, to add things to an offense, you, you need to be mobile. You need to be able to, to move, uh, move your weight around and uh, be able to, to be the pulling guard or to uh, be able to get out and uh, move freely in space on screens or, or reverses. Uh, there's a big advantage to that if you can do that. And, you know, tackles tackles generally aren't always in a position to do that. But when you're in the inside three there, uh, you're in a position to be able to uh, to do something extra and, uh, you know, not just block your guy, but uh, get somebody else as well. Who would you choose yeah, as, wanna... as, as an example of how the guard should be played? Uh, in today's game? Or at any any time. I mean, if you want to give us one time. guy and say study him, yeah. Study him, man. You know, there's so many guys that did so many great things. You mentioned Will Shields. Uh, you know, I always uh, watched him and looked at, looked at his game and uh, would always uh, bounce ideas and things off of him out at the Pro Bowl. Uh, a guy like Randall McDaniel that, that played the game, uh, fierce, um, uh, you know, the, the Russ Grimm's of the world. Um, there's so many guys, man. It's just everybody's uh, passionate. I, I love watching the inside game and, and to see those guys that are like that play uh, play the, the the football chess game, as I call it, uh, uh, both uh, physically and mentally is uh, just fun to watch. Alan, I want to take you back to your Super Bowl championship season. Do you remember Ben Roethlisberger for any of the passes he threw during that 2005 season? or the tackle he made on Nick Harper after the Jerome Bettis fumble at the Indianapolis goal line in the final minute of the AFC playoff game? 
man, he saved the day, didn't he, man? That's the one thing. Uh, <laughs> that was that unbelievable. The, that's, uh, you know, the the one that saved us there, man. That's uh, that, that was just an amazing play by him. Uh, a lot of luck. I mean, there, there's, there's definitely a ton of luck in uh, just getting that one-hand tackle there. Uh, to save the day, um, but I mean that—that that is the one thing that that sticks out the most from Ben that year. Uh, uh, is that that amazing play that saved everything? Did your heart sink when you saw Harper pick up that ball? It, it did. It did. Uh, we got a little penetration on the play. I wasn't able to to get around and pick up my my linebacker because of the penetration, and it was my linebacker that was able to. Uh, get his hand on the ball uh, and uh, get it out of Jerome's hands. And I just, it, you know, there's a bunch of – instantly, I mean, we're on goal line, man. It's instantly a bunch of fat, slow guys are on the field, you know. Uh, <laughs> ben and Jerome are the two fastest guys on the field probably. And, you know, and Jerome's all tied up in the paddle, uh, the, the pile. And, uh, you know, Ben's back there backpedaling. So, uh, you know, you just run, right? You don't, you, you don't know what's going to happen until the whistle's blown. You just start running, and hopefully something happens and you get a chance to, uh, to do something. But uh, – it's definitely you're just running and just thinking, holy, you know, what, <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> uh, now, our understanding, Alan, is that you're no longer uh, one of the big fat guys who can't run. Uh, that uh, since you retired, you lost over 100 pounds and you ran a marathon. I once thought about that, and a friend of mine said, "Why do you want to do that?" And I said, "I want to be able to say I ran a marathon." He said, "Go ahead." Just say you ran a marathon. Who's going to check? <laughs> <laughs> so how how'd you go about losing that weight, and what was that all about? Uh, you know, for some reason, I always said when I'm done playing, I said I'm going to lose some weight. And uh, I didn't say I was going to lose 100 pounds. That's just uh, kind of where it went. Uh, but I always said, you know, I, I probably don't need to be 320-plus pounds the rest of my life. Uh, I don't need to be in football shape when I'm uh, later in uh, my years. So I, uh, I always said that when I was done, I was going to lose it. And I uh, uh, was pretty close to saying I was uh, going to hang up the cleats and retire. So I started to trim a few weight pounds off. And uh, when I said I was retired, I just went, I went full bore into it and uh, – uh, I was uh, I lost 70 pounds in the first three months, and then I lost the 30 in the next uh, three or four months after that. Um, I I was still in football mode. That's why I tell everybody wants to know how I did it, and I was like, I was cheating, man. You know, it was just another football season for me. I was I just put my head down, and I just it was just another off season of training and uh, just knocking it out as fast as possible. I wanted to be I wanted it to be over. <laughs> well, Alan, this one is going to be over. So thanks for the time. And best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, guys. It was my pleasure. That was former guard Alan Fanica. Up next, why Goose thinks another offensive lineman belongs in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope. My Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Okay, here we go. Centrum Silver, with daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more, so nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver, for all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. And here's your Hall of Fame producer, Derek Burns. Hey, Derek. Yes, Clark. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I think it means it'll save you some cash. You got it. You should know. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago to save some cash. So listen to Derek Burns, our producer. Go there. Hey, guys, a couple months ago, we mentioned possible changes to the all-pro voting. And you know what? This week, uh, we discovered what those changes are going to be. The three of us vote on that team, and it's one that no longer is going to have two running backs going to have one running back and a flex position where you can name a third wide receiver, running back or fullback. I think if you play fantasy football, you know about that. Um, And it's also a team that's going to have offensive linemen by position, left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, not, you know, just guards, tackles. And and one's going to have an additional defensive back designation, a nickel back, if you will, as well as two edge rushers, two defensive tackles and three linebackers and goose also i think they listen to you it's gonna be a punt returner and special teams player in addition to a kick returner that's a lot but uh goose man you like these changes yeah i've long been a believer that you pick an all-star team that could actually play a game you know the pro bowl annually takes six left tackles no right tackles it annually takes six outside linebackers who rush the passer not those who play the runner recovery series so i consider this new ballot a step in the right direction yeah gooseman's right i think it's uh you know better reflects today's game uh, and I also think the selections by true positions is you know really long overdue. Left tackle is not a right tackle, and vice versa. And a s- strong side linebacker is not a weak side linebacker, for example. So it's going to be interesting to see what the voters do because it's going to take a little more uh, effort to pick the team. You have to right. actually know who plays where. Ron, the Gooseman's always right. We should know that. Well, right most now. of the time, please. just let him. Just ask him. Yeah, that's right. Oh, hey, <laughs> the, it seems to be the guy who's getting penalized. Not just the fullback, but the second running back. I mean. We have Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell, and we have to choose one? Come on. Clark, I have no problem with that. None whatsoever. You wouldn't play a game with both Elliott and Bell as your feature backs. You just pick one you'd want to feature in your all-pro offense. We don't pick two centers. We don't pick two tight ends. So I picked your running backs. Okay, well, fair enough. Hey, Goose, you had to choose one guy this week to write about on our website for the State Your Case, and our website's talkoffamenetwork.com, and it's a familiar name. 
to us as well as our readers because we had him on the show a couple weeks ago. You want to tell us about him, Goose? Yeah, there have been nine first-team All-Decade centers since the Pro Football Hall of Fame commissioned All-Decade teams in the 1920s. All nine are eligible for Canton, and eight have already been enshrined. The only one still waiting is Kevin Mawway, who is in his third year of eligibility and is once again a semifinalist. Kevin played 16 NFL seasons with three franchises, the Seahawks, Jets, and Titans, and went to eight Pro Bowls. Anywhere and everywhere he went, his offenses ran the football. In eight of his 16 seasons, Mawai's offense finished in the top five in rushing. He blocked for 13 1,000-yard rushers by five different backs. In one of the three seasons, his team failed to produce a 1,000-yard back. Mawai tore his triceps in the sixth game and missed the rest of the season. The Jets finished 31st in rushing that year without him. Three of those backs posted 1,500-yard seasons and two of them won rushing titles. Curtis Martin with the Jets in 2004 and Chris Johnson with the Titans in 2009. In Maui's 16th and final season, he was voted to his eighth Pro Bowl after ushering Johnson to just the fifth 2,000-yard season in NFL history. Martin posted seven 1,000-yard rushing seasons team with Maui. Chris Warren, Seattle, and Johnson two apiece. And former Titans, Lendale White and Travis Henry, one each. Maui was a three-year start at LSU, his first two seasons at left tackle, and his final season at center. He was a first-team all-SE choice at tackle and a second-team choice at center. He became a second-round draft pick of the Seahawks in 1994. He spent his first two seasons at right guard before moving to center. He went on to start 211 games there and moving to the doorstep of Canton. There's no question Maui is deserving of a bust. The only question seems to be when. Well, my question about uh, Kevin Mawe is this, uh, Goose. If he was a quarterback or a running back or a pass rusher uh, with the dominant resume that he has, uh, would Kevin uh, Mawe be a first ballot Hall of Famer rather than somebody still waiting to get in? You know me, Ron. I believe there are Hall of Famers and first ballot Hall of Famers, and you can count on two hands the players deserving a first ballot enshrinement. Was Alan Fanica better than John Hanna? Was he better than Jim Parker, Larry Allen, Larry Little, Joe DeLamalier, Gene Upshaw? He's worthy of the Hall of Fame, but if you're not one of the two or three best at your position, no harm waiting a year or two. That's the two there it is. There's that whistle. We're either out of time or, wait, Ed Huckley may have just caught Santa holding the reins. Hey, Ed, he's supposed to do that, okay? Hey, Goose, you have the two-minute drill. Let's get to it. Who was the head coach at Jacksonville in 2017? Well, that would be Jacksonville's favorite son, Hall of Fame voter Vito Stellino. It uh, beats me, guys, but I feel sorry for him. Who's your executive of the year? That would be Bob Kraft, New England owner. He had the guts to call Deflategate what it was, a witch hunt. And then he said, thank you. Uh, Jerry Jones, he drafted Ezekiel, he drafted Dak, he loves Goose, and he likes us. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Who's your assistant coach of the year? Jason Garrett. Good one. You're on a roll. Dante Skarnecki, a year ago, the Broncos hit Tom Brady 17 times in the championship game. Last Sunday, they had to make long-distance calls to reach him. It was Scar's doing. Homer. Tom Savage, <laughs> Fred Savage, or Randy Macho Man Savage? Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, Jessica Savage. She made me watch the <laughs> evening news. Good one. Uh, Macho Camacho, I say. If you're Texas GM Rick Smith, what do you do with Brock Osweiler? Uh, introduce myself to him. Pray with him that he doesn't get you fired. 
Should jumping into the Salvation Army Red Kettle be declared a legal celebration like the Lambeau Leap? Yes, sir. It should be in every stadium on Christmas week. Exactly. If you can't make merry at Christmas, no wonder the fans aren't watching. Arizona is one of only three teams to rank in the top ten of both offense and defense this week, yet Arizona is out of the playoffs at 5-8-1. and one. So what's happened to the defending NFC West champs? Well, Goose, in the immortal words of the Grinch, they... Stink. Stank. Stunk. <laughs> He's Same thing that happened to, to the uh, Bengals for years. Carson Palmer. Stink. Stank. Stunk. The Patriots claimed wide receiver Michael Floyd after he was released by the Cardinals for a DUI. Does last week qualify as a punishment or a reward? Well, Goosey goes from Carson Palmer to Tom Brady. Even Ron can make that call. It actually qualifies as parole. The problem with parole is most guys don't get through it before they go back into the slammer. The NFL is sending Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Rams back to London in 2017 as home teams. How long will it take fans across the pond to realize they're being fed a steady diet of bad football? Hey, Goose, if they can watch Benny Hill, they can watch the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Benny Hill's funny. What's wrong with you? Forever. Compared to soccer, it's the greatest show on turf, what they're seeing. Well, that's the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. When we return, we'll sit down with Jim Fossil and Hall of Famer Lenny Moore to talk the greatest game ever played. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Alan Fanica, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope. My Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Centrum Silver, with daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more, so nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver, for all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Let's talk about power. To illustrate this, allow me to tell you a story about how I moved a tow truck 25 miles using only my index finger. I was stranded with a flat tire. I opened the GEICO app. Then, with a few taps of my finger, I beckoned emergency roadside assistance and a tow truck to my car. I invite you all to unleash the full potential of your fingertips with the GEICO app. Thank you. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. 
This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Well, I hope we have fun. It's hour number two of our Christmas week special brought to you by Geico. Yeah, that's Geico. We're just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We will, as promised, hear from Hall of Famer Lenny Moore a little later in this hour to talk about the 58 championship game. But first, first we check in with our favorite resident coach and expert, Jim Fossil, who now is known as Jim Fossil, coach, expert, and father of Rams interim head coach, John Fossil. Hey, Jim, any suggestions this week for your son? Well, we talk, uh, you know, the, the, the whole family said, we haven't heard from John. I, we, I know he's talking to you. And, uh, no, I just told John, listen, be yourself. The reason they named you as the interim coach is because, you know, the players like you and the special teams has been successful and all that. So don't, don't change your attitude. Just, uh, just be who you are. Hey, Jim, you know, you've been around this business for a long time, sort of follow-up to that, but um, how difficult is it for someone like your son or, or a guy like Doug Marone in, in Jacksonville to step in with two, three games left and make a difference? I guess what I'm asking is what can an interim coach reasonably accomplish in such a short period of time? Well, he's not going to be able to change the offense and what they're doing or defense. I mean, that's just uh, there's too much. It's too short of a window. And, and I said, you know, John, the biggest thing you got to do is be a motivational head coach. You get these guys ready to play mentally. And, uh, and that, that's a hard job to do when you're stepping in. But, uh, you know, I think that's the only thing you can do is just kind of get with the offense, get with the defense. You got to get the game plan ready for special teams and just, you know, tell these guys, relying upon you and then put the onus on the players. You guys are playing the game. And we're not going to change a lot. We don't. We can't change a lot. I mean, they've been working on this for months and months and months. So you can't do with two games left saying, well, we're going to make wholesale changes on our offense or defense. Jim, we've talked to you in the past shows about uh, rookie quarterbacks Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Let's talk about one more. What are your impressions of Jared Goff, your son's quarterback in Los Angeles? Well, you know, it's really hard. It's a good question because – I was I was kind of taken back a little bit when they moved up to get this guy, and uh, and then he wasn't even active the first game, and uh, and then he set the bench for a while, and I, I was just trying to figure out I what could have gone wrong, I, what 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 kept him on the bench, and uh, because he's the future of the franchise uh, as a quarterback, and so I never got that answer, I never could figure it out, um, but. Uh, you know, that's the decision that coaching staff made. And, uh, you know, right now, I mean, you know, they're – I don't know I don't know where you place the blame, but he doesn't get a lot of time in the pocket. He's under a lot of pressure, uh, guys coming at him. And that's not easy for a, for a rookie quarterback. Jim, again, you went to a Super Bowl with Kerry Collins as your quarterback. He played for six teams in his career, went to two Pro Bowls, and his name will never come up for the Hall of Fame. Is there a quarterback in today's NFL that reminds you of Kerry Collins? No, you know, I, I've been fortunate to coach the best ones. You know, Phil Simms and Jeff Hofstetter, John Elway, Boomer Esiason, Kerry Collins, 
and they're all different. They're all different. They and and you got to treat them all differently. You know, I remember when I'm back with John Elway when I went to Denver Broncos, and I recruited him out of high school to Stanford, coached him the whole time. And the first thing he asked me, he said, Jim, what's wrong with me? Have you ever, have you watched tape on me? I said, Yeah. What's wrong with me? I said, Your fundamentals are terrible. Every time you drop back, it looks different. And other guys come in more polished, like Kerry Collins. Everybody said about Kerry Collins that he's not an accurate passer and he's got a long release. And those things were true. I changed that in a day. It was simple. It, was, it really wasn't hard. But every one of them has a little something different that they need. Sometimes they just need to have the confidence in the coach who's coaching them. Sometimes it's fundamentals. They're all different. Hey, Jim, just following on what Goose asked you earlier, what if Jared Goff came to you and said, Hey, Coach, what's wrong with me? Could you tell him? Uh, I would have to do a little more work on that. Uh, I'd have to delve in a little bit about the offense, uh, you know, and, and you know, just kind of get, get a little more a background on him. You know, when, when we uh, signed Kerry Collins, I watched a lot of tape on him. And it was true. You know, he had a long release and he wasn't accurate and stuff, but it was a simple change. So in order to really give me a professional evaluation of him, I would really have to study all the tape and not just going to the game, you know, not going to the games. I've seen the games and, uh, and just sit down with him and, and, and get to know him a little bit. And then I could find out what's wrong with the guy. Okay. Uh, we're talking with Jim Fossil on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Jim, this time of year, people talk about league MVPs. I don't know if you're doing that around your household, but uh, if I had you choose one or two guys right now uh, to be the finalists for the league MVP or a guy that you wanted as a league MVP, who would it be? Boy, that's a tough question because, I, uh, I, I, you know, my focus is so much on the Rams. I miss a lot of games, but – you're you know, not going to find a league MVP there. <laughs> What's that? You're not going to find a league MVP there. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, exactly. You're right. Uh, I've been impressed with a guy that is really, I think he's led his team. And, and uh, uh, complete turnaround, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, I, as a young quarterback, he has played outstanding. Now, you know, when you pick an MVP, you're looking at stats. And I haven't looked at where he is stats with all the quarterbacks, but leadership and what you've done for your team. You know, when a team's not doing well, most of the time they blame it on the quarterback. Well, Oakland Raiders are having a, a banner year that they haven't had in a long time. And when I watch this young man play, he's playing really good for a young quarterback. Jim, would you automatically rule out a running back in the voting because what you just talked about, the quarterback being the guy. Would you always pick a quarterback? No, I wouldn't, but the game has changed. You know, uh, 15, 20 years ago, running backs got it. Well, it's not a running uh, uh, league anymore. It's about throwing the football and passing and catching and quarterbacks and all that. And uh, people look at the stats. But, uh, you know, you're not going to find running backs that are going to make a lot of uh, records now. What you, you see is the quarterbacks are setting records at a record pace because the yardage, the touchdown passes, everything else. So, you know, it's really hard for, for me. I want to pick somebody as the MVP that has lifted his team up special. I mean, he's made a difference in that team big time. And that, that what I would say, well, who's the most valuable player? I'd throw the stats out the window and say, this quarterback led this team 
to a first place and to the playoffs that they haven't been there for a long time. Hey, Jim, on that subject, um, you know, there's a pretty good quarterback in New England, um, and he gets mentioned for the MVP almost every year, and that's Tom Brady. But people say he should be automatically disqualified this year because of the suspension, because he missed four games, and also because he went 3-1 and one during that time. Do you agree with that, or would you include him in your group? Totally disagree. Totally disagree. I think that, uh, you know, you know, I listen. If they really messed with the balls, okay, he deserves a suspension. Do I believe that there was that? No, I don't. And in that game where they had that, they scored more points in the second half when they got all the balls straight. He had a better second half than he had the first half. And so, you know, and I, I, I know Roger Goodell, and I think he does a great job. I mean, he, he is. Every time he makes a decision, you got half people say he's crazy and half of them say, yeah, you did the right thing. So he's got a no-win job. But, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady will always be in the race for the MVP because the success of the team, the way he plays, uh, and uh, if I ever went back into coaching, that would be first guy I'd pick. One last one for you, Jim. we got 45 seconds left, 45 seconds. What do you do with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott in terms of MVP? Do they cancel each other out because they split the vote? Yeah, I mean, the guy is phenomenal. I mean, I've never seen – I don't remember right now a rookie quarterback coming in and playing as well as he, he has. He's put the Cowboys in that position. And it's just uh, remarkable to me that what he's done as, as a rookie quarterback is I, – I, I honestly can't think of a quarterback came in his rookie year and did what he's doing. Okay. Uh, Jim, as always, thanks so much. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and go Rams. There you go. Always always good to visit with you guys. It's always fun. Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Jim. Thanks so much. Uh That was former coach Jim Fossil. Up next, we're going to look at the history of interim coaches and what John Fossil is up against. Derek, we might have to cue that Grinch song again. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, this is O.J. Anderson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope, my Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Centrum Silver, with daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more, so nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver, for all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. 
SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to SOS-USA.org. Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? GEICO Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Want a winner? Maybe you should go to Geico. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by them. At Geico, just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Uh, Guys, with the dismissals of Jeff Fisher and Gus Bradley, we thought, you know what? It's a good time to check out the history of interim coaches. We talked a little bit to Jim Foss about that on the uh, previous segment, and uh, you might call it, I don't know, good, bad, and ugly, except it's inevitably, it seems, Goose, a bad situation. I mean, dropping a bad team into the lap of an assistant coach and asking him to salvage what's left of the season. Um, John Fossil, as we noted in that last segment with Jim, was promoted to replace Jeff Fisher with the Rams, while Doug Marone got the promotion at 2-12 and Jacksonville. Now the bad news. There have been 84 interim coaches in the game's modern era from 1960 on, and only 16, yes, 1-6, managed to produce winning records. Usually it's loss after loss after loss. And Gooseman, the Rams, already have a head start there, as we know. But that's not always the case. Is there a success story out there anywhere you can find? Ironically, yes. The very first interim coach, the Houston Oilers, started their inaugural season in 1960, 1-3-1 under Lou Rimkus. I think Ron remembers that. And promoter Wally Lem, he proceeded to win the next nine games, including the AFL championship game. He remains the only interim coach ever to go on to win a championship in an interim season. Well, Goose, I got another one for you. The Oakland Raiders. That would be Ron's Oakland Raiders, except they were the Los Angeles Raiders then. 1989, interim coach. Where's the music? Yeah, where's the band? Where are the Raiderettes? Where's Ron? (laughs) I'm here with my pal Um, who you're going to talk about. Well, that team started out 1-3 and three under Mike Shanahan. Shanny. 
friend of the show. When Al Davis decided to can him and promote friend of the show. Archell, your good friend, Ron. That's right. And he made him the Great first African-American coach in NFL history. But more than that, Art not only finished that year 7-5, and five, but the next season he had the Raiders in the AFC title game. Now, Ron, they said Ron, Art's a good friend of yours. What made him the exception as an interim coach? Well, I think, you know, when he took over that team, uh, you know, Shanahan had brought in so many different things from what the Raiders were all about. Uh, you know, they used to have a tradition of guys, uh, they put the helmet on the ground, they put one or more footballs uh, under their butt on top of their helmet and would sit that way. Uh, and he didn't like it. Nobody, No sitting on the footballs. And guys were like, no sitting on the footballs? Really? <laughs> of all the things we do, there's no sitting on the footballs? Uh, you know, or they'd come to meetings, you know, in, in various stages of undress, and he didn't like that. Uh, and that was all just sort of the right away or doing thing. You know, they go on the road and look like there was a homeless convention in wherever they were headed to. You know, guys just show up dressed like whatever. And then Art came in and just said, you know, we don't care about any of that. The Raiders care about two things. That when we go to work, you understand that we are here to work. The rest of the time, you do what you want. And on Sunday, we are there to win the game and make the other team pay for the idea of even thinking about uh, not winning the game, and, and Art could sell that better than anybody. And he was, as you guys both know, I mean, he's a noble man. Uh, he's an impressive guy, and everybody knew that he was the best football player in their locker room, even though he was no longer playing football, one of the great left tackles. So I think it all sort of came together. Well, Ron, uh, the Raiders are also all about the vertical passing game, and, and Shandy didn't really embrace that either, did he? Right. No, that's right. Now, well, that was one of the great uh, ironies, you know, that Al Davis wanted to bring him in uh, because he would had, had some uh, success. Uh, against them, but yet didn't want to adopt any of the things that he was about. You know, <laughs> so what's the point? Whereas Art knew what the limits were and what the Raiders were about, and so he wasn't fighting them on things that he knew you couldn't win. Well, I got another success for you. That would be yes, friend of the show, Hall of Famer Marv Levy. Um, he got his start in Buffalo as an interim coach, as Goose knows, because Goose is Doctor Data, our answer man. Um, and then new GM Bill Polian, friend of the show. Didn't like what he was seeing from the head coach then. And the head coach then, Goose, was? Spartan. Hank Bulla. That's right. Hank Bulla in 1986. So he fired him. He started 2-7. Good reason to fire him. Um, Bill Pauline worked with Marv Levy at Montreal in the CFL, and so he brought him in to take over. Uh, he only went 2-5 and five that year with the Bills. Uh, but give credit to Bill Pauline. He stuck with Marv. One reason why he is in the Hall of Fame. I'm talking about Bill. And inside of two seasons, he had Buffalo in the AFC title game. And you know what? Inside of four seasons... Have them playing in the Super Bowl. Gooseman, you are a good friend of Marv Levy's. What made him the perfect guy to succeed there as an interim hire? Well, Marv, he treated players like adults. He expected them to uh, to act like adults and in, in both on and off the field, and he got it. Uh, he was uh, a settling influence on a collection of very talented players, specifically Hall of Famers Bruce Smith, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. He also believed in the elements, and this is key. He grew up in Chicago and was toughened there by the wind, the snow, and the cold. The Bills had a practice bubble, but rarely used it. Marv wanted the Bills to embrace the cold, so he practiced every day in it. And that cold became an edge for a team that went on to, to those four consecutive Super Bowls. I think Marv Levy was the right guy at the right time for Buffalo. Ron, speak about the right guy at the right time. You were around another interim coach who was in the right spot at the right time. That would be 1984 when 
One of my favorite players of all time, Raymond Berry, took over from Ron Meyer with your New England Patriots. Now you were there, and Raymond went four and four that year. Patriots finished out, I think, at nine and seven, but right. they made it to the Super Bowl the following year in 1985. Why'd that work out? Well, you know, they had brought in Ron Meyer, who was a college coach, and even though he was, you know, he, he was having some success, he was five and three when he got fired, which is pretty unusual. Uh, but he just. Uh, it was too much of a drastic change, a sort of college rah-rah thing. He had two buses, you know, one for the offense and defense. And, you know, there were some refreshing things about him. One of my favorites was, was when he would tell you, you ask him about the defense, he would say, I want my defense to be a rolling ball of butcher knives. And, you know, I liked it and thought it was funny, but John Hannon th- thought it was stupid. You know? <laughs> so uh, my, the moment I remember where I knew it was over, he called Stanley Morgan into a meeting. And uh, I was always a guy who hung out late. And Stanley came out of the meeting. And he saw me uh, sitting in the media room, and he walked in, and he looked at me. <laughs> I can still remember it, guys. He looked at me, and he goes, the man wants me, Stanley Morgan, to block, and walked out. <laughs> you know, I was like, this was the most <laughs> absurd thought. Next, you know, two weeks later, Raymond was there, and, and the rest was history, and they nearly won the Super Bowl. Well, I, I know there have been other coaches who got their starts as interims, and, and they went on to varying degrees of success. And I, I think one in particular, a guy I covered and uh, was very fond of, that's Don Coryell. Uh, he got his start as an interim coach. With the Chargers in 1978 after Tommy Prothero got canned after a one-and-four start. And I remember that because Rick Smith, who was the media director, always used to tell me, you see on that hill over there? That's where the PSA flight, and it was flight 182, crashed. I know it, and I remember it because it was the day that Prothero got canned. Well, anyway, after Coriel took over, the Chargers took off. They went 8-3 and three under him, and the rest you know. Um, he had an enormous impact on that team, as well as St. Louis, the team he covered, uh, coached before. I wish I'd covered them, uh, coached before. And he's been up finalist for the Hall of Fame three times, and, and rightly so. Hey, Goose, um, anyone else here that we, we can think of? Anyone else jump out at you? Yeah, how about the guy right here, Jason Garrett? He replaced Wade Phillips after a one and start by the Cowboys in 2010. He finished out that year five and three, then won an NFC East title in 2014 with a 12 and five record, and now has the top seed in the NFC at 12 and two. And let me add one tidbit about Phillips: if there's an interim coach Hall of Fame, Wade is a charter member. He's been an interim coach a record three times at New Orleans, Atlanta, and Houston, but he's combined three or six of those stints as an interim coach. And, and Goose, Wade Phillips actually was a pretty good head coach for a while there at Dallas, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And he was a pretty good coach in Buffalo. But again, yeah. when you're an interim coach, you're dealt a bad hand and asked to play it. He had better hands in Buffalo and Dallas. Well, okay. Well, good luck to Doug Marone and John Fossil because they don't have great hands to play. And you know what? <laughs> I say good luck. You're going to need it. You could also <laughs> use someone like our next guest, and that would be Hall of Famer Lenny Moore formerly of the Baltimore Colts. That's Baltimore Colts. He's up next to talk about the greatest game ever played. This is the Talk of Fame Network. This is Robert Kraft, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope. My Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Centrum Silver, with daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more, so nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver, for all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you know what? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, they called it the greatest game ever played, and it was one that our next guest starred in. I'm talking, of course, of Hall of Fame running back Lenny Moore, who was on that Baltimore Colts team that beat the New York Giants in overtime in the 1958 championship game, watched by an estimated 50 million people on TV. It was the game that launched the NFL into what it is today, and Lenny Moore was one of its architects. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, an all-decade choice, a league MVP, a league comeback player of the year, a league rookie of the year, and most importantly, one of the kindest people on the planet. Lenny, thanks for joining us. Very nice of you. Thank you. Hey, Lenny, I, I said that 1958 championship game was called the greatest ever. In your mind, was it or was there another game that you played <laughs> in that comes to mind? No, it was just the the object of uh, <clears throat> being world champions. You know, that alone was uh, pretty significant to us at that particular time. And uh, bringing all the fame back to the Baltimore area. So we were very happy about that. Lenny, with, with the game on the line in the fourth quarter and then in overtime, how much of a calming effect did John Unitas have on the Baltimore huddle? <laughs> you know, people don't realize as much as we realize how significant Johnny Unitas was. Johnny Unitas was in charge. He's the one that led us there. If certain things came in to Johnny, and if he didn't want to call it, he didn't call it. Because most folks, if you get something that comes in from the bench, you call it immediately. If Johnny doesn't think it works at that particular time, he's not going to call it. And uh, sometimes <laughs> the coach will say, uh, you know, uh, well, why didn't you call, you know, what I sent, sent in? You know, because I didn't think the thing would work. 
<laughs> from what I had in mind of what I was going to do at that particular time. John ran the show. Were you allowed to speak in the huddle? Oh, anybody could, sure. But, I mean, you didn't do it out of sync with what was going on. You did it and said, hey, John, you know, anytime you're ready. Or Raymond Berry would say, hey, John, you know, whatever. And boom, closed. What do you got? <laughs> you know, just like Johnny would ask me sometimes. Hey, what do you got? I said, well, do a slant. You can do a slant in, slant in, take off, slant in, take off, sideline, whatever. I said, I think I can do any any of those. I think they'll work. <laughs> you know, but there has to be a certain timing to it, you know, sure. as to when you call it. Because he'll come back in huddle and say, uh, hey, Spud. He's short for Sputnik. <laughs> hey, Spud. <laughs> he said, is it still there? I said, anytime you're ready, my man. <laughs> you know. And then, uh, you know, he would go on back out and call whatever he had in mind to call that fit the situation. If the coach sent in something, the coaches are waiting on him to call exactly what they sent in. If John didn't feel that it would work, he did not call it. He tells us in the huddle, he said, that damn thing won't work. (laughs) (laughs) And And he'd say the same thing to any of the linemen if they were complaining John, you know, don't don't come this way because this guy's knocking the hell out of me. He says, I got to get myself together and, and get... He said, look, if you can't handle it, get the hell out of here and we'll get somebody else in here. John ran the huddle. <laughs> well, you know, he in that game... In charge. He was in complete charge. If you don't think you can do it, get the hell out of here. Let's get somebody else in here that can. <laughs> and that's the way it was, you know, and that huddle stayed quiet, you know, because you knew that Johnny was in charge and, you know, you were there to do a job and he expected you to do it to your max. Just like Raymond Barry, many, many times came to me and was telling me, you know, he said, hey, Lenny, I got to talk. He said, I got to say something to John. He said, we need more of you in our offense. And I'm up here figuring to myself, what in the heck is Raymond talking about? You know. But that's the way it was because Raymond was almost like a coach in the huddle, too, with John. He was always bringing information to him. And it happened that uh, in practice, Raymond would come to me. He said, Lenny, you know what I was telling you, you know, we need more of you in our offense. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the heck is he talking about? What he was talking about was he needed me out on the flanker position to catch passes, as well as being in the backfield at running back. He said, but I'll work with you and show you exactly what to do. You are being a wide receiver, too. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the heck is he talking about? (laughs) You know, I mean, I know what the play calls for. I know what I'm capable of doing. But I don't know the intensity of what Raymond is telling me to do. 
because I'm not what you call a basic wide receiver. I'm just a basic running back, basically. But I can do it, and that's what Raymond was saying. He was telling me I can do other things, that we need more of you doing other things. And I said, wow, we. So anyways, he grabbed me and uh, took me off to the side after practice was over. said, we're going to stay out after practice. I want to show you something. And he took me and told me, he said, Lenny, Johnny's not going to throw to you if you don't run the patterns the way a pattern should be run. I'm trying to think to myself, what in the heck is he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. He said, well, what I'm saying is this. When you run a pass pattern, if you've got to run what we call an angle out, don't cut on your inside foot because your balance is not the same. In other words, if you're going to make a sharp cut, make sure that you cut on your outside foot. That, to me, was like, uh, what in the heck is he talking about? (laughs) I don't know what foot I'm cutting on. I I know I can make the break at 10 yards or 11 yards or 12 yards and make a sharp cut, but I don't know what foot I'm cutting on. I don't know whether I'm cutting on my left foot or right foot. What Raymond was doing was making me very specific in the cutting and the sharp cutting that I make so that I'm in a balanced position when I make my cut that as that pass is coming toward me, that my shoulder doesn't hinder me from turning to receive the pass that John is going to throw. He said, now, you don't, you don't understand it the way that I'm telling you. He said, but you will once you get out there and you start running. And when I did and I started doing it, I saw exactly what Raymond was telling me. Because if I cut on my inside foot, my shoulder was kind of blocking me because I had to bring the other shoulder all the way around to put myself in in, in a good position to be ready to catch the ball if it's to my, you know, if it's a low pass or if it's a middle pass or if it's a high pass. My body's in position to make the adjustment to make the catch. Hey, to many, sharp. We've got to cut to a commercial, <laughs> but I, I want to thank you so much for spending time hey, with us. That's specific. <laughs> that's specific. <laughs> that's very right. specific. It, is, it works. <laughs> Lenny, thanks so much for the time, and, and thanks for the memories, really. Thanks, thanks Lenny. No, very nice of you fellas. I appreciate it. Take care. That was Hall of Fame running back Lenny Moore. Up next are Renai Game Changers of the Week. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, all listeners out there. This is Dave Robinson, former Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope. My Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Centrum Silver, with daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more, so nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver, for all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone there 15 minutes ago. You know, we have two Christmas Day games this year, and they're good ones. Baltimore-Pittsburgh. I love that series. Followed by Denver at Kansas City. I know some people don't like Christmas football. I think my wife's one of them. But the NFL goes way back on this one, Gooseman, to the 71-72 playoffs when it staged a doubleheader. And there was also a good one. Dallas-Minnesota on the first end. Nah, that's okay. But Miami-Kansas City on the back end. And Goose... None of us should have any trouble remembering that one. I have two words for you. Ed Podolak. There you go. His Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins played a memorable playoff game in KC, a game that lasted almost 83 minutes, the longest game in NFL history. Dolphins eventually went 27-24, but had to overcome Chiefs running back Ed Podolak to do it. He touched the ball 28 times and gained 348 yards with two touchdowns. He rushed for 85 yards. Caught eight passes for a career-best 110 yards. And returned three kickoffs for 153 yards. An incredible performance. Yet all he got was a lump of coal in his stocking. <laughs> well, you are correct, sir. An incredible performance. Ed Polak certainly was a game-changer in that one. But that was 45 years ago. We have our own Renai game-changers now from the past week. Yes, week. Where we recognize the good, the bad, and the Dean Blandinos from the previous week. So, Gooseman, who's your night game changer this week? Well, my, mine's Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Chicago had just kicked a game-tying field goal. Rodgers found himself in a third and 11 from his own 26 with 31 seconds left in regulation in a brutally cold soldier field. So, you take a knee, right? Play for overtime? Not Rodgers. He completes a 60-yard bomb to Jordy Nelson of the Chicago 14. That set up the game-winning field goal by Mason Crosby, which kept alive Green Bay's division hopes. Game changer, that could be a season changer by Rodgers. Well, uh, my Renai game changer this week is Andrew Luck, who annihilated the Vikings' allegedly vaunted defense 34-6 to keep the Colts' playoff hopes alive. He went 21 for 28, 
250 yards passing and two touchdowns, and he had a quarterback rating of 125.6. If he did that more regularly, the Colts would be lucky to have him around. Gooseman, Gooseman, I can't believe you ignored your own quarterback. I'm not talking about Tony Romo. I'm choosing Dak Prescott for my game changer, and for a simple reason. Change that conversation in your town once and for all. He is the Cowboys quarterback now and forever after. End of questions. Congratulations, Dak, and thank you very much. Yep, Ben, speaking of change of the conversation, there you have it. We have our Ron Borges here with his Borges or Bogus. Ronnie, stage is yours. Take it away. Well, guys, the NFL's marketing geniuses are at it again. They're about to turn the combine into a lawsuit waiting to happen. In an effort to turn the offseason into a promotional vehicle running out of control, the league's suits have decided to grant increased access to the workouts at Lucas Oil Field by offering fans an up-close experience at the Combine. Now, somehow I remember when the three of us nitwits covered the Combine, the NFL did it all it could to make it a decreased access. They were more secretive than Putin. But that was before the ratings crash of 2016. Bogus. A year ago, the league offered 1,500 free tickets for fans to watch young men in shorts and T-shirts run around cones and jump over cones, uh, but they have to sit in the stands. This year, they've upped it to 6,000 fans, plus they're opening up a place called Combine Corner. Probably find Clark there. Where grown <laughs> men who cannot run will prove it by running the 40, perform <laughs> drills, and if lucky enough, even participate in the gauntlet. That sounds like lawyer land to me. Bogus. Hey, Ron, if there's free food there, you'll find me there. <laughs> <laughs> and every other sport trend. In the gauntlet, fans will catch passes of various sorts shot out of a jugs machine. But to do it, they'll have to sign a waiver by, to indemnify the NFL in case of injury. Seems to me, if you have to ask your fans for indemnification, you're probably asking them to do something unwise. How many broken noses do you think will result from that? Bogus. I don't know how many, but I smell a class action suit waiting to happen. But fearlessly, Peter O'Reilly, the NFL senior vice president of something, said this was a way for fans to better experience the NFL. Hell, why not just give them a shot at Toradol? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick will be particularly happy to learn that these fans will also be allowed to cheer on the players during the bench press and be right up and close and personal while they're doing it. And if that's not enough, Goose is going to love this, Clark. They will be allowed something that the Goose man will be no fan of. The fans will now get to watch the media interviews uh, of the prospects. So the questioner is now part of the experience as well as the questioned. It's just a matter of time before they go, hey, Ghost, wait a minute, I've got a question. As ideas <laughs> go, this one seems more than a little bogus. But hey, marketing is what the NFL does best. Football, not so much. That means we're just out of, almost out of time, but Goose, you're not out of questions, so let's get to that two-minute drill now before you fire another coach. The NFL is playing two games on Christmas Day. Should the NFL go dark that day like the NHL does? No, sir. It already spent three months in the dark. <laughs> Generally, I'd say yes, but I know there would be bloodshed under the tree in many households, including those of my relatives. Julio Jones leads the NFL in receiving yards, and he hasn't played in two weeks. Is he the best receiver in the NFL? No, Roger Goodell is. Last time I checked, he made over $30 million for, as Ricky Waters would say, for who? For what? I checked with Dr. Datter on this, and he says, numbers don't lie. Le'Veon Bell, Spartan, ranks third in the NFL in rushing with 1,100 yards, and he didn't play the first three games. Is he the best running back in the NFL? Ask the guy from Dallas. Unbelievable. Goose, time to trade in that Spartan band for some Cowboys chaps. He would be if he wasn't a Spartan. Antonio Brown, Antonio Gates, or Antonio Banderas? Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, the former Mexican president who gave us 
Yes, the Santa Anas that warm California. Ooh. Antonio Brown. He's the only one of those guys who can fly. With Rob Gronkowski on a shelf, who's the best tight end in the NFL? Uh, that would be J-Lo when she attends a football game. <laughs> it would be twofold. Jordan Reed when conscious. Greg Olson when Reed's out. Speaking of Olson, what were the Bears thinking when they traded him the Carolina Panthers for a mere third-round draft pick? Uh, they weren't. The deal was so bad, they go into hibernation after every season. Gooseman, you know those guys in Chicago. Why would you think they were thinking? Marquette King, King Kong, or King Hill? That would be B.B. King, King of the Blues, father to Lucille. <laughs> Excellent. Sky King, one of the great TV shows of the 50s. And Penny. How about Penny? <laughs> Where does LaDainian Thompson fit on the list of all-time great running backs? Top 5, 10, 15, or 20? That would be top 10. Right behind, Dr. Richard Kimball. Ooh, top 10, but not top 5. Dr. Richard Kimball, the fugitive, he keeps running. Anyway, we want to thank Alan Fanica, <laughs> Lenny Moore, and Jim Fossil for joining over us. my head, like everything. <laughs> like everything. Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us on the station at this time next week. We'll look for you then. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hey, ready, Mom? First, I want to grab my secret weapon. Oh, a new paddle? Nope, my Centrum Silver Multivitamins. Just discovered that now they're verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Oh, cool. Centrum Silver, with daily support for your heart, brain, eyes, and more, so nothing gets past you. Score! Centrum Silver, for all the most important parts of you. Now, verified non-GMO and gluten-free. Check Centrum.com for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green.